Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, and he says we're good, we're good. What's up, Al? You good? Oh, I'm good, Jerry. Um... I did watch that uh, Netflix documentary called Poison. That was the one I with the... Half, I watched 45... I think it's an hour 20. I watched 45 minutes of it. Yeah, it's about how people get sick from food. Like, yeah, uh, you know... Oh, that, yes. I'm yeah. sorry. I was thinking of the Balco thing. Yes, I did watch that. Yes. It's, uh, you know, E. coli yep. and salmonella. Correct. That was main things they were. Yeah. When you watch a thing like that, though, and, and think about the amount of chicken we consume in this country, yeah. how... War of us not getting salmonella and dying. I don't know. Because well, when you look at this, it was so strange how they're showing like, okay, so chicken can contain salmonella, but when you, not all chicken, it could have it. When you cook it, if you cook it properly, you kill it, you're good. Right. But they were showing in this documentary that if you you take the raw chicken and put it in the frying pan or whatever, and then you touch a door handle, and that that's how you're you You're transferring it all over the place. You transfer it all over the place, and then you die. Right. Well, I don't think the sick. salmonella gets you, you die from that. It was more the E. coli oh, okay. uh, from the raw spinach and the romaine lettuce yes. and all that stuff. But the chicken thing was concerning because as I'm watching that, the whole thing with Purdue seemed very forthcoming. They seemed clean. They seemed at the forefront of chicken safety. Yes. And then they're doing the tests. And their tests were awful. Yeah, all the Purdue, they're like, hmm, all these that uh, came back were from your Purdue factor. And what are the other ones doing? Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. And I just don't know how we're not all getting salmonella. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe we are. Maybe our, body, our bodies fight it off. I don't know. You know, I have done in the past that I would never do it again after watching that. I have in the past sometimes, like, I would cook chicken every, there was a long time where I was eating chicken every night. Mm-hmm. I'd cook it the same way. I'd put it in the oven for the same amount of time, blah, blah. And I didn't change the time or temperature. Sometimes I put a thick piece in. Sometimes I just was on automatic. 
And there were a couple times that on a thicker piece of chicken, when oh, I was eating in the middle. Yeah. And I was like, do I really want to put this in the oven again? No. Ate it. I was ne- at risk is what you did. I would never do that now after watching either. that documentary. No, I wouldn't either. And there's been times in the barbecue where I've cut it in the middle. I'm like, ah, that's fine. Yeah, it'll be good. You know what? It's not. Yeah, it's not. No. But with how much chicken we consume as a country, I'm just surprised more and more people aren't sick from salmonella. Yeah, I agree. Watching that makes you think everybody's going to die from something. Yeah. Eating food. Yeah. And there was a time I was giving my dog raw chicken legs because they could eat raw sure. the salmonella is not affected by the the dogs are not affected by it because the acid in their stomach can control it but then my sister i was like ah it's fine the dog the dog she can't get salmonella she goes no she goes but if there's salmonella on the chicken and the dog eats it and then licks you now you have salmonella. i suppose yeah I was like, yeah i guess so yeah i would say after watching that video all processed food companies Show the video. Yeah. You want Whole Foods? <laughs> Here you go. You know what you don't get salmonella and E. coli from? Ritz crackers <laughs> and pasta. <laughs> right. They're right. They want you to eat Whole Foods like vegetables, fruits, and meats. No one dies eating Ronzoni. <laughs> Eggs. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is crazy. Again, so much information out there. It's insane. It, it really is too much information. Uh, another thing. You know, I you know I've talked about in the past about wanting to get an African gray parrot. Yes, you better hurry up. You're 53. Well, I, yeah, I don't think I don't see that happening. But I do follow this one uh, family that has an African gray parrot, and they're on uh, social media, very popular. You know, they got a lot of followers. So they were doing a live stream on Saturday, and it just as I was scrolling through, it happened to. I was like, let me see what they're doing. I, and they're taking questions from people, and they ask, what do you do with your bird when you go on vacation? They go, oh, when you have an African gray, you can't take vacation. Huh. I was like, what? Well, I'm out. Right? You can't go on vacation. Screw that. Someone else can't watch your bird? I guess not. I don't know. Maybe it falls into deep depression. Right. These birds get depressed. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing when your life gets turned upside down, and what I mean by that is your nice, quiet adult life all of a sudden gets crazy because you have kids. That's one thing. Have your life get turned upside down and be uh, basically be a prisoner in your own home because of a bird? Right. No thanks. Like Each even, his own, but not for me. Even my dog will whine if uh, I leave the house, and even if Gene is there, the dog will whine, like, where am I? What am really? I doing? Yeah. But I know she's fine when I go to Super Bowl for a week or vacation for a week, and I bring her to uh, this woman down in Tom's River who watches Greyhounds. She's great down there. Having a blast. She's like summer camp. Yeah. Yep. Like she's happy to, when when the woman comes out to get her, she's happy to go with her. Yeah, I believe it. When I come to pick her up, she's like, mm, eh, maybe not today. Yeah. Maybe we'll go home another day. But I couldn't imagine like not being able to go on vacation because my bird. <laughs> it's bizarre. Can't go because of a bird. So what is the likelihood you purchase a dog? What would you give the percentage at? For real, 50-50. 50-50. I'm 50-50 on it, and I'm having trouble splitting the 50-50. What do you mean? I cannot. I'm not the time. I wouldn't regret I wouldn't regret the dog. I wouldn't. Because your kids will love it. Yes. It's the more the matter of it's just it's work. It's like having a it's going to be like having a baby in the house again. It's the bills are going to be, you know, especially you get a puppy. The vet bills are going to be high. Uh, it's just, it's enough. I don't. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm I'm literally 50-50 on it. I know it would be good for the backyard. I think it will keep the animals out. Um, I can come up with a million positives. But the negatives are financial. The negatives are the responsibility. The negative and the big one I keep coming, this is where I would have regret, and I've always said this, is if I totally stress the cats out. And, I mean, they are so good, Al. I mean, I know it sounds crazy to say that. It's like we have two dogs in the house. I mean, I would be, I feel awful if I, like, ruin their lives. <laughs> yeah, because they've got their nice, calm life, and then all of yeah. a sudden, they're like, here comes this big dog. So I don't, I don't know. I, I sure. don't know. But I also can't have these groundhogs. And it's so funny how they weren't there all spring, all summer. And literally, three weeks ago, they showed up again. And I thought we were kind of done with them. Everything I was doing was working, the mothballs. And they found a spot where I didn't have the mothballs. And they dug right by the house. How and smart. Deep. 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 Yes. They're all deep in this. Do you have a fence in that yard? Sure. But they dig right under the fence. No, no I was one thinking about for a dog. Yes. So that's good. That's a positive. Yeah, I would have to. There's a couple of areas in the fence that the groundhogs dug under that a small dog could absolutely sneak through. Uh, so I'd have to do something with that. But no, no, we're fully fenced. You've been back there. Fully fenced then. Fully fenced. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would not be an issue. Okay, that's good. That's a positive. No, it is. I mean, you take them for you take it for walks, but you could also let them out. Correct. But I don't. I don't know. I really don't know. Well, here's what we do know: if you actually go to look at dogs, you're getting one because they are adorable, Jerry. Um, if they I are bring, adorable. If I bring my kids, yeah, like, like Matthew doesn't care. He's like me. He doesn't. Whatever. If I go and look, I mean, yes, it would be hard to walk away. But I'm. I've walked away from little kittens too. If you, it is what it is. Right. You can't take them all home. If Kim goes or if Joseph goes, it would be over. That'd be ball game. You'd be getting a dog. Yes. Correct. Can't deny that. Right. Now let's get two. <laughs> yeah, I've had people tell me that. I go, you know, your greyhound could use another dog. They sh- she'd be very happy during the day. Like, mm. And Al, you could use to give the dog back. <laughs> so let's compromise and we'll yeah. leave it the way it is. <laughs> What's really weird is uh, I've gotten used to even the bad things about having a dog. Like when she wakes me up early on the weekends. Mm-hmm. But occasionally when she doesn't wake me up early, I'm like, oh, now half the day's over. Ha! It's really weird. So that's outside the Cowboy game, Saturday night, 10.05 kickoff. They were in Seattle. So I didn't go to bed till almost 2. And I was laying down like, this just ruined my Sunday. Because I'm not setting the alarm for 6.30 like I usually do. Because I got to get some sleep. Yeah. I got up at 9.00. And I felt like I lost my Sunday morning. So I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Like, why didn't this dog wake me up earlier? Yes. But then I complain about the dog waking me up early on the weekends. But I, then you get into a routine, too, with the with the animals. There's nothing I like more than Saturday and Sunday morning, about 6.15 oh. in the morning. Sun's coming up. Everybody's sleeping. And I'm getting work done for the Cornhole League, for the calendar, whatever. And it's just, it's, it's it. It's just easy time. Not being bothered. Now I can video edit that time. It's great. Yeah. I lost that. And then when Matthew, when uh, Joseph's got these tournaments, I love the tournaments, but I hate when we have a game at 9 o'clock in the morning in Tom's River and we're up and out at 7 o'clock. My whole morning's gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. There, there are certain people, like, I, I get better work done in the morning than me too. in the evening. Yep, me too. I completely so, agree with that. 
it's nice to get a head start on things when everyone else is still sleeping. Yep, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, oh, you brought something up interesting on the uh, on the regular program today about UFOs when we, we brought up, we did a whole segment, uh, you and Geo did a whole segment on the UFOs, and you said, like, uh, why don't we believe them? Or maybe I, maybe Geo said, why why don't we believe? Yeah, he said people aren't just immune to it and they yeah, don't believe it. Yeah. we're immune to it and we don't believe it. And it, what's weird about that is, like what like, what do we need? Like, what do you need? To see an alien. But what, like, we, like, hmm. Well, here's what I'm wondering. We have seen, there are some pretty clear videos of people on, there's a, there's at least two videos of people on airplanes filming in the bright light of a daytime sky, a UFO. Something flying. Yeah. Right. Like something's flying. But there's one that really is a, a pretty crazy video. And then we've seen the Navy radar Looking at that right, thing, and I've they seen don't a scientists completely explain that away. Really? Yeah. The Tic Tac one that yeah, the goes, one that went viral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would they say? I don't remember, and I'm not going to sound uneducated. But if you Google, there's a scientist that basically explains what that is and what it likely is. Okay. The so, same way they're likely saying it's an alien craft, and one of the things. So one of the things that's come up that I will tell you are these hypersonic missiles and hypersonic missile tests coming from other countries that that are shooting into our airspace that are shooting in airspace that could be and that's you know you hear that you're like oh, it makes sense as much as it could be a, an alien right makes as much sense to me so you're you know. some sort of drone mm-hmm. that we don't know about yeah yeah absolutely so when you say you want to see an alien what would that who would have to show you that like who? What would like? Because if we're saying we the Navy and all these other military, there's tons of military and um, regular airplane pilots that report UFOs, right? Um, and there's videos. Mm-hmm. So, what would the alien have seeing to be? the inside of an alien ship? Seeing an actual alien ship. But if you're seeing an actual ship now and not believing it, what would seeing an alien? Because I don't know do? that that's what I'm seeing. But I don't would, know that. Just because they're telling me that's what it is, all I see is a speck on the screen. No, but the, like, there's one in particular. There's there's a video of uh, someone on a, a a commercial flight where this it's not far away. It comes right. I haven't seen that one. Right by. It's something. Um. So what would make the alien be believable to you? Seeing and not it. just, but you personally seeing it or on video seeing it. It would have to look real. And it would have to be, like, without question. Yeah. You know, to me, we're in such a time of uh, Hollywood stories, of everyone trying to go viral online. That's true. Of um, you can erase people in pictures. You can add people in pictures. You can add crap special effects. 
until I really see it, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't believe it. I don't, I'm not saying it's not there, but, I mean, not to belabor the point, but, like, Trump didn't come out and say there's aliens. He did not. Why not? The guy loves attention. He loves breaking news. He he started his own news network. Yeah, especially after he had felt the election was stolen from him. He should right. have said, listen, by the way. He hasn't done there are or not aliens. Right. So until it happens, I'm I'm a skeptic. I not that I don't believe it's possible. Sure, anything's possible. I also think I think if someone had an actual video of an alien, we would we would probably have the same thoughts like you just said, like, is this person trying to go viral? Mm-hmm. Did they just AI generate this alien into the like this is the thing at this point, like every anything is possible on video and photos. Let me ask you, this is a serious question. Yeah. There are people that have dedicated their lives and they've written songs about man landing on the moon was done in a Hollywood basement. Yeah. Do you know unequivocally if that happened? Don't know. Okay. So if the two of us are sitting here right now in the year 2023, not 100% sure that we actually stepped foot on the moon, how (laughs) How in the hell could we sit there and say that aliens are real? Yeah. Misinformation. We are in the age of misinformation. Oh, are we ever? Aliens, food, the moon. This has got to be the biggest time of misinformation. There used to be, like, when we were in school, I don't know, like, in your history class or things they ever taught about, like, I remember them talking about war propaganda. Sure. Oh, yeah, Right, yeah, where they yeah. would uh, tell you... What they wanted you to know. Yeah, what they wanted you to, to know about the war, either the war you were in or what was going on in these other countries, so that you would either be for the war or against the war, whatever they wanted you. We're in the same boat right now. Oh, yeah. And worse, because everyone has an outlet as opposed to just being duped or led by the networks. Four of them. Two, four, seven, really, I was going to say nine, but that, no. Three big networks basically led that charge for decades. Now it's 800 million people that can, at any time, can go viral with some thought, believe, video, photo, who the hell knows. And God knows the countless websites that are trying to make a name for them. That's the other problem, too, is if you make a name for yourself, no matter how crazy your thought or video or photo is, you have a you have a chance to monetize it. So everyone's after the next buck. It's really it's true. hate to say that, but that's true. There are rumors out there that uh, Joe Rogan is going to interview Donald Trump. Okay. He's got to ask him about that because Joe Rogan is fascinated by aliens. I agree. That would be great. And clearly... They know one another. You saw Rogan with Trump at the uh, the wrestling event or the MMA event like three months ago. Yeah, Trump came over. Love the he say love the podcast. He said something like that. Yes, you got to ask him. That'd be a good interview. I think it would be too. He interviewed uh, Post Malone for over four hours. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually listening to it because mm-hmm. I was like I didn't have anything else to listen to. Then when I started, I was I was interested in it. But I shut it off this morning on my way in because some parts of the time I like to listen to music. There's still an hour and 15 minutes left. Okay. And he goes to Post Malone. Let's, we should probably wrap it up here. We've done three hours. Oh, my god! So I don't know how it... I paused it. just keep talking. I don't know how it goes from let's wrap it up here to another hour and 15 minutes. God darn.
That's a long time to That's talk. That's a long time, Jerry. You ain't kidding. Long time to Man. talk. Well, we got through 15 minutes. <laughs> we did. We could have definitely stretched this out to four hours. Oh, yeah. UFOs. UFOs. And then I thought that, and I, I heard it on the uh, moment of the day when I went into the bathroom, how it's on tape delay. Okay. Eddie's, Eddie said, you know, there's a theory out there that we're hearing all this UFO stuff to prepare us for the yes. actual yeah. It would work because right now none of us are really concerned about it. Yeah. We're not concerned about UFOs. We're not. We're just going about our daily business. Yeah. Like nothing is going on in Ukraine and Russia. Right. And, you know, North Korea is not test uh, testing missiles and we don't have Chinese aircraft in our airspace. We have not sent warships. I mean, there's so much crap going on right now. And yet everyone's concerned about the next selfie or the next video to post on TikTok. How much is it? What, do you think it's better to not know all this stuff is going I don't on? I know. I don't. Or better to be informed about stuff? It's a great question. I think you have to have some basis of knowledge. But I think if you dig too deep, I think you can paralyze yourself in fear. And that's why I've always said, and I've told you this, maybe five years ago I was contemplating, because I've got a relatively good relationship with Ben Meverack at 1010 Wins. And I, I remember like four or five years ago, I was in my mid-40s, I'm thinking maybe it's time to get out of the sports stuff and really do, not taking anything away from the sports, but like real news and maybe take a shot and see if he would give me a tryout at wins because it's something I've always been interested in. And I remember listening and thinking, I would be depressed every day reading just horrible news story after horrible news story. And you'd also, while being very well informed, I think you'd be panicked. Yeah. Because I don't think you want to know what's going on, and you just hope everything works itself out. It's it, just just Google China, North Korea. I mean, it's awful what's happening right now. Russia, Ukraine. Oh my God! The Russia Ukraine thing was weird because we were told that this war will be over in a couple of days, right? That uh, Russia was going to go in there just plow through Ukraine. I have no idea what happened. It's still now. going though. It's still going. Ukraine has continued to fight back. It is still going on. I know. I know. The, the the Ukraine flags that people put out are all uh, sun faded now. That's how long it's been going on. How about that, yeah. Like in my town, there's Ukraine flags. They're all faded out from the sun. That's how long this thing's been going on. Yeah. It's bizarre what's going on around the world. Very strange. Yep. You got people in. And that's the other thing, too, where you're talking about tragedy and how important it is. Like the people in Hawaii are still picking up the pieces. Like their lives have been turned completely upside down. Here we are arguing over parking spots and the the price of peaches in our daily market. <laughs> Who's going to coach the Mets right. or manage the Mets? Like, who season? gives a crap? <laughs> I mean, really, they're still looking for bodies, those poor families. Yeah, and then I feel like, so you got the uh, the the storm in California. Yeah, right. And now, so it's like, okay, we're done with uh, Hawaii. Right now, we are Mud moving on to the, and right. The Dodger Stadium's underwater. We're going to move on to this until something else. Which comes turned up out now. that was false. That photograph was nothing more than a. It was a supposedly a low lying. I don't want to say puddle, but water around the stadium. But when the photo was taken, the sun. It was the reflection of the sun. Oh, is that right? Yes. The guy who who actually posted it could not believe the reaction. And had to come out and like, no, 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 no. Dodger Stadium wasn't underwater. It just, it, that's how it appeared. And then he showed like 12 hours later, sun shines out. That puddle, the, the water had dried up like nothing it ever happened. Nothing. It was gorgeous. Huh. Yes. So, but that goes back to the point about what you're seeing. You don't know what's real and what's not. 
Right, and if you didn't see that guy come out and say that, no, then you think the same thing he thought yesterday. Right. Like, holy crap, Dodger Stadium was underwater. No, actually, it wasn't. Well, they always talked about that even in the newspaper days when newspaper was where we were getting our main thing. So the newspaper would put out this uh, a giant article about something, uh, and then the correction would be a uh, tiny yeah on page thirty three yeah, <laughs> yeah the next day yeah which is horrible yeah like that so you want to talk about a lack of accountability man that's probably the biggest problem with society is the lack of accountability across all platforms and lives yes you know relationships businesses media outlets there's no accountability no there's not Jerry. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. Okay. I do that with CeeLo, and we'll do that again tomorrow on a Wednesday. Uh, and then Jerry and Gio will be back at 6 o'clock. And until then, CeeLo. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.